0: Would you bow with me? Let's have a prayer together. Oh dear, most precious Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege to come before your throne of grace. Thank you, Lord, for the sweetness of your grace, the power of it, your faithfulness to us, and Lord, your patience, and long-suffering to usward. As we bow before you this beautiful Lord's Day, we thank you, Lord, for our mother's We thank you for motherhood, and we pray, O Lord, that all the women that you would have hear this message, and that you would hear rejoice today, that you would bless them, that you would encourage them, and that you would help us all as we remember our mothers and rejoice in the mothers that we have, and that we want to be, that you would bless us, O God, to magnify your holy name. We thank you for your church on earth. We thank you for your people that have been faithful no matter what. We pray for our country, for President Trump, and for all that you're doing in this land of situations that seem to be chaotic. We know, Lord, that underneath it you have a plan for it all. And we bow before you, Lord, because you are a God that can change a cold heart, that you can bend a stubborn mind, and that you can give sight to the blinded eye. O Lord, nothing's too hard for you. So bless us, O God, to worship you in spirit and in truth. We're so thankful that nothing hinders your sweet and precious word, the power of the Holy Spirit. It is not confined to church walls. It is not identified by any particular denomination, but only, Lord, through the merit of Jesus Christ, when your people meet in spirit and in truth. O God, may you be magnified today, may you be glorified, and may your people be edified. Bless us for your goodness and your mercy, O Lord, for Christ's sake, in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, I come to you today uh, thanking you for uh, listening, for all your faithfulness in spite of the uh, situation that we've been separated, uh, at least physically, but I do believe in Thank God that we can rejoice that even in our social distancing we can become spiritual united. Uh, I think we become closer spiritual because of that. I'm not sure that we have have had too much socializing anyway. I really mean that. Not that I don't think we need to be together physically and be together and rub our souls together in church fellowship. But I think it's to be used with the merits of God's intentions... And for His glory that we see the strength that He's given us in in just uh, being still and being apart from so much of the world in a way. Though it's been forced upon us seemingly, uh, we can rejoice that God has given us this example of knowing that spiritual things is not about uh, meat and drink, about things we do, about things we have. But about uh, mercy and goodness and uh, truth—that's how God builds us and strengthens us, and that's how God wants us to live. And so we've had a an opportunity to do that. I want to talk about motherhood today in this Mother's Day. What a beautiful day to celebrate motherhood. And um, I think we've had an opportunity too in this social distancing mindset and situation we've been in lately that. Uh, we've learned to appreciate our wives, our mothers, uh, our homes particularly, more than we ever had before. And uh, I think that so much has come out of that. I believe that marriages have been strengthened by this very pandemic. Uh, It's amazing where God, uh, in His amazing way, it is true that all things work together for good, to them that love the Lord, to them that are called according to His purpose. But how he does that is such a paradox, isn't it? Uh, we don't understand it. I remember Joseph in the Old Testament. You remember after all he went through being in slavery, he had some pretty severe social distancing, I would say. But God had a purpose in that. He was going to feed a nation through Joe, uh, Joseph, rather. And uh, what happened uh, when they come and it was revealed by Joseph's brothers, though they had done him wrong, You remember Joseph said, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. And I believe that, I believe that. And as much as we see this world and we see uh, this pandemic shaping up, we see all the politics involved. We see that a lot of folks are taking advantage of it and will. They want to sell you something now more than they've done before, different ways. They'll bring it right to your home, you know, it's real easy. And then, uh, you know, we see uh, situations where people are just, Simply gotten comfortable in it. I don't want to, I'm going to make it an excuse not to do anything properly. Well, let's get beyond that as believers and know that, that God has given us this and may we make the most of it to honor and glorify Him. And I believe that, that having done that, this Mother's Day is particularly fitting to talk about the strength of a mama and her influence and how God is arrange that in his life. Um, I know in my life I have been blessed and I know all you guys that are married will see with me, say with me what a blessing our wives are to us. And I have seen my wife operate as a mother and as a wife. And, and I know because I know her that well. She, she's an amazing woman and, and I love her so much. And, and I want you to tell your wife that today if you have her and And your mother, too, because of the great blessings that you have through them. I have seen my daughters, my three daughters, all three of them. You know, I was thinking, um, you know, as parents, we want our kids to be successful. We want them to to do good things and be happy. And I see my three daughters, all of them. They've all got children. and, And, you know, I guess it's one thing. to want them to have a great education and want them to have a... Uh, a great vocation and all of that but when i see this and i and i know you would agree with me what i see my daughters doing, what makes me feel so welled up inside is, is the mamahood that they're displaying, and showing that all those things may happen vocation and education and i and i know they'll do what they can to encourage that just like my wife but i'm saying What's more important is they're teaching their children there's a great God. There is a great God. And that starts really early. And so may the Lord bless us to see that and rejoice in that. Man, it's just a great blessing to have a mother that prays for you. You don't know how blessed you are to have a mama that prays for you and has prayed for you. And you know one thing about a mother, she, her, her influence is so strong that it won't ever go. A mother never dies, really. You, you remember things. Your mama said, I bet you thought of that already today. Uh, even though she may be in heaven now, you still remember that influence. That's because that, that, you know, she's living her influence. And that goes on and what a blessing that is. I want to use some scripture I, I know you're familiar with. I have a lots of people, when I plan a funeral with a family of a loved one, a woman, a mother, a grandmother, they often want to use Proverbs 31. And how fitting that is. And I say to all you ladies, uh, what a blessing to uh, identify you with this chapter 31 of Proverbs. I want to use some verses there. I'm going to get started at verse 28. You know, it starts off, though, the, the, the account of this virtuous woman in verse 10 that says, who can find a virtuous woman? It's something worth looking for. Virtue is, uh, is strength, is what he's talking about. Courage and character. Who can find a virtuous woman? Question mark, the scripture says, because or why for her price is far above rubies. Most valuable thing you'll ever have is a good woman, a good mama good wife. To be one. That's how you build your your value. And and that's built through God. I want you to know that. And and what I want to do today, if God would help me, is to encourage mothers. Okay? Because the world's not going to do it. The world's not going to encourage you to be the mother that God has called you to be. But but I want to do that. And I want to do that because I want to honor Christ mostly when I do that. And that's what I'll do because Christ uh, designed motherhood, you know, he is the creator of all things, and and so he designed it, but also he lived it. You remember, uh, he came as the incarnate God through a mama, huh, through a mother, uh, the Virgin Mary, and the Virgin Mary knew that she needed a Savior. She knew that she says that in in Luke chapter one and verse forty-seven. She says her heart. Magnified her Savior, and then in the fiftieth verse of that chapter, she talked about His mercy. So, so all women are sinners, just like us men, and even the Virgin Mary was a was a sinner who needed a Savior. And so, when I talk about you, mamas, I want to encourage you and and when I talk about Mother's Day and motherhood, I realize I really do that. There's a bittersweetness to it all because because some of you. I've had a, a mother that has failed. You know, you have. We, we live in a fallen world, a broken world. We do. And then some of you mothers have failed. You failed your children. And, and, and I, wanna, I want you to go on from here and know that, that that's what God gives grace for. They are, they are women that are single. And, and you're not a mother. Uh, and maybe God has called you to be single. And that's also... Grace given for that, okay? Uh, then, then there's women that are single mamas that have the pain of, of a broken marriage and you're trying to, to hang in there and be that mother that God has called you to be because it is a calling, you know? And it's the greatest calling on earth. So, so even as a single mother, I want you to be encouraged, okay? Because God gives you grace and I want you to find that. God will provide. And, and right in the arena of being a mama, that's where the nitty gritty gets down to it. Okay, I mean, I mean the mama is the one. I mean, uh, that's that's the one that really understands what life is about. I, I hear my wife talk about sometimes. You know, she's the one that has to fuss at the kids. She's the one that has to to make sure they do their homework or make sure they got these things in order. I I don't, I don't, I walk outside and cut the grass or do something like that. But she's there dealing with the issues of life. That's what a mama does. Okay. And then there's, there's women that are married that are not mothers that for some uh, biological reason, maybe, or a physical reason, they don't, they don't have children. They can't have children. They might want them desperately. They can't have them. And then there's, Maybe married women that decided for some reason along with their husbands not to have children. I don't know. But, but there's grace for all of that. I want you to know that. So, so, so even though there's pain, uh, bittersweetness for most of us, I think we can rejoice in, in mama and, and motherhood and being our mother. And may the Lord bless us to see that today. In verse 28, I was saying there's so much in this chapter that magnifies what I want to say about motherhood, but let's go right to the, to the conclusion of the book, or this chapter. In verse 28, her children rise up, this mother's children. They rise up and they call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously. But thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful. Beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her lips, or hands, and of her own works. Praise her in the gates. What a blessing. I wanted to share with you just... In passing, sort of an abridgment of uh, Proverbs 31 from the New Testament. I think we can find that in two places. And here again, this will be so contrary to what the world's teaching uh, about being a mother. Uh, 1 Timothy is, is the one place. And then chapter 2, verse 9 and 10. says, In like manner also, that women adorned themselves in modest apparel... With shamefacedness and sobriety, not with broaded hair or gold or pearls or costly array, but which becometh women professing godliness with good works. And then in First Peter, in First Peter chapter three, I'm going to read verses one through six. It's a takeoff and abridging of Proverbs 31. Listen, First. Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Likewise, ye wives, be in subjection to your own husbands, that if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversation of the wives, while they behold your chaste conversation coupled with fear. You see what's happening? This this womanhood, this, this wife, this mother has such influence. She, she, can take, she can take the hardest heart, and she can be a magnet, okay? You might think it's made out of iron, your heart. And, and God, God has given you something in your life in the form of a woman. It's a means of His grace, that's what it is. Motherhood, that's what it is. God is working in that way. And so, so by her life, her conversation coupled with fear, who's adorning... Let it not be that outward adorning of plaiting the hair and of wearing of gold or of putting on of apparel. But let it be the hidden man of the heart in that which is not corruptible, even the ornament of a meek and quiet spirit, which is in the sight of God, great price. Sounds like Proverbs 35, or 31 rather, doesn't it? For after this manner, in the old time, the holy women also, who trusted in God, adorned themselves, being in subjection unto their own husbands, even as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters ye are, as long as ye do well, and are not afraid with any, with any amazement. I'm going to tell you, I read verse like that, it makes me think about my own life. Uh, the kind of wife God has given me, what kind of husband am I going to be? And I fall so short so many times. I know you guys feel the same way, but may God help us and encourage us. But that's not what I'm talking about. I want to talk about the motherhood. I've entitled my message today Mother's Day. And it's so fitting that it comes on the Lord Day because they're so close together. It's, and I know God is the ultimate, but He uses mothers in a powerful, influential way to, to carry His kingdom on, I'll tell you what God does, as far as I know, and as lot I know He does, or that I don't know. I know He does, but that I don't know. But but I can tell you through through a mother, it's what I noticed when when God writes a wrong, and we got a lot of wrong. I'm telling you what he when I see He sends a woman, He sends a good woman to right that wrong. Oh, I was reading some history. I don't do that enough, but. In 1809, the Battle of Waterloo was being fought. And that's where Napoleon's army and his navy were were being devastated. The world was in, you know, a a mess. I mean, even bigger probably, at least as much as the world today. But, you know, there was a baby born in that year. Abraham Lincoln was born in that year. Uh, uh, Oliver, Wendell Oliver Holmes I learned, was born in that year. So what was the most important in that year? The battles that were being fought or the babies that were being born? I'll say it's the babies that were being born. And you know what? God proved that ultimately and most emphatically in Bethlehem when he, He sent His only begotten Son through the birth canal of a virgin, woman, Mary, and to be born, to, to be sinned for us. Sinners like us. He died for us. And that he came through a woman. And what a blessing that is. So what a blessing. I want to say three things for a, for a measure of points, I, I guess you could say, from this text. But most emphatically about Mother's Day. One, number one, it is a privilege. It ought to be a privilege. Look at verse 28. Her children arise up. It's not something we... We should timidly do. We need to praise our mother. I want you today, if there's a mother in your life, you praise them. You call them or text them. You say a prayer for them, whatever it might be. But, but we need to praise our mother. It's a great privilege that we have in doing this, that we can see that, that we have we are sons or daughters of a, of a woman that God has chosen. And, you know, that, that's how it is. That's, uh, it works both ways. You have chosen ladies to be a mama. And that is not, that is, you, you are given that responsibility for your children because they are from God, okay? They are from God. You understand that? And so you've given these blessings, and so now you have that responsibility but God is working in you and through you, and He will bless you to do that. Because you know what? There's not a child born, ever conceived even, that is not a part of what God has ordained to be. You hear me? That's true. And, and there's not a mama that God has not placed as, as the, the, the process or the means of that child coming to this earth, that He doesn't equip to nurture and to bring that baby up. And what a blessing that is. Now, you know, uh, when you think about what we're going through in this world, I think, I, think, I heard, you know, we're going to try to get back soon in church. I hope we don't come back the same. Ever. I don't want to ever be the same kind of preacher I was before this started. I don't. And, and I don't want you to be. I, I pray that we don't ever come to worship God trying to play church trying to organize him out of it. That I don't ever try to preach, trying to make some person think I'm a good preacher or have some little cute little story or points. I pray that God will be magnified and we will be um, edified and encouraged. We would come humbly. You know, we might come with a mask on our face to think about the pandemic and the virus. But you know, truthfully, How we live our life and how we've ignored God. Hey, I'm putting myself in the midst of this. We ought to come to church with a sack over our head. That's exactly right. We need to come, just say, God, have mercy upon me. I've ignored your day. I've ignored your book. I've ignored your people. I've ignored realizing my mercy comes from you and the very air I breathe. Oh, God, that you've given me one more day of life. May I never, ever, ever, God, complain and and act like I don't want to do what you call me to do. Oh, God, please have mercy upon us. And you know what, really? If we made as big a stir about the abortions that this country commits every year, if we put a sack on our face or a cloth over our nose uh, because of a virus, what ought we to do about abortion? I mean, you know, I mean, but we just ignore that, you know, why? Because that's how selfish and desperately wicked and deceitful the human heart is. But God knows it, and God has blessed us with a great Savior, and we need to come to Him now, and we need to come to Him like we mean it, that we're really, really serious about following Jesus, about taking up our cross, and about denying ourselves. I'm going to tell you a mama knows. A mama knows because a mother, she, when she gives birth to a baby, she begins a journey out of self-centeredness. You hear me? Because that mother, and I know I'm talking about something I've never done. I've never given birth to a child. I've never mothered a baby. But you mamas can be with me on that. You know what I'm talking about because you are on that journey. You do this like this woman. You get up and you take care of your household in the middle of the night and whatever you do. So it's a privilege to praise you. It's a privilege to say that God is with you. And girls, I'm going to say hang in there. Don't you ever quit being a mama. We need you so desperately. Motherhood is so vital. And so what a blessing that it is. So it's a privilege. So let's take this, embrace it today as a privilege. And you mamas, you embrace the privilege of being a mother because it's the highest calling you can ever have. It is. It's it's greater than any leading any army. It's greater than being the president. It's greater than because because you have been given the privilege of building a body listen to me that will house an eternal soul. You hear me? That's what a mama does. She and her body builds a body. That will house a, a soul. Now God. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. God is working in that. It's him that does it all. But she uses that womanhood to do it. And so may God help us to do it. And to see it. And embrace it. And what a privilege it is. To encourage our mothers to praise her, to thank God for her. And as mothers to say, God, help me get up and rise up and be the mama you've given me to be. Even if your own family seems like they want to hinder that part of your want to and doing. So secondly, not only privilege, but secondly, power. Did you know a woman has power? Mamas have power. That is true. And I want us to see that from Scripture. You know, turn with me to 2 Timothy in chapter 3. And we're going to see power in action of a mother. And you're going to see that through her children. You know, this Bible says that we just read in Proverbs 31, her children rise up and call her blessed. And a woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. And that is so true. Well, when you fear the Lord, what you understand is you embrace His Word. You believe His Word. You use his word as your guide. And what that means is a woman that, a mama that fears the Lord, I'll tell you how she acts, I believe. She would say to her family, whatever we do or whatever we think about doing, whatever activity we have options to do, if it does not honor God, we are not going to do it, Period. Now, now that is taking the stand because she says, why? Because that fears her fear of God is involved in what her family does. And she was going to let you know that, okay? And that's that's what mothers do. But but there was a man named Timothy, you know. And Timothy had a powerful mama whose power was from God. The Word of God, I was telling you. What did I say? 2 Timothy, didn't I? Yeah, chapter 3. Look at these verses, verse 14 and 15. Paul is addressing Timothy. He's encouraging. And that's what I want to do to you mamas and to you women, single or not, or married, or mamas or not. But continue in verse 14 of 2 Timothy 3, chapter 3, verse 14. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of them of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. So Paul is telling Timothy, hang in there, Timothy, you press on. You think about who taught you the word of God. Now, I want you to think about who taught you the first impressions of Christ. Most likely, it's your mama. Your mother brought those to Christ. It might have been through a nursery rhyme. might be through some, some little ABC talk. I don't know. But, but it, was, it was a mother, mothers exposing that child. Maybe it was a prayer or a little song, okay? But mothers did they? See, that's what God does to mama. That's the power because, see, God is preparing. You know how God prepared you for life? And though uh, you're involved in things now, a well, mama went before you. You see, Samuel's mama did more for him than make him a little coat. See, Samuel's mama, was Hannah, was doing a lot more for him. Long before that was done, she was being Hannah. And if Hannah had never been Hannah, then and Samuel would have never been Samuel. And, and you know what? You know when Zacchaeus climbed that tree, God planted that tree a long time before Zacchaeus would need to climb it. So God has given you a mama long before you thought you would ever need one. But what what is God? He's doing it for? And what, ladies? I want you to understand what God is using you for is to sow in those seeds, bring those children up in the nurturing image of the Lord. And you make sure as you do that, you're going that way too. That that God will bring you honor and glory. And that your children will rise up and call you blessed. So Paul is saying to Timothy, you remember what you learned. You learned that from your mama and your grandmama. Uh, How do we know that? Well, what about about Timothy's dad? Timothy's daddy was a Greek. According to Acts 16, chapter chapter 16, verse 1. uh, He was a Greek. That means he was a non-believer. He was a non-believer, but he had a believing mama. See, you see what I'm saying? That woman, that strength, that power in that woman. And so, what a blessing that is. You know, uh, I said that's how God, when God brings good into the world, he comes to a woman. That's what's going to happen. I think about uh, uh, Moses. Moses, one of the greatest men that's ever lived. I mean, Moses... Uh, was brought into this world by a woman, Jochebed. And I mean, there was some horrific times. But, but Moses' mother, Jochebed, had him. She had him anyway because she believed that within him was a God that was greater than all the world. And even though they were in bondage, and even though little babies were going to be killed, Jochebed had him. And then Jochebed had him, and Jochebed knew that God would take care of him. But Jochebed took on that responsibility. And when she could not hold him any longer, you remember what she did. She put him in a little, a little ark, like a little boat in the river. And you know the story. He was found, and the Egyptian women found him. They were there bathing, and they heard this baby cry. And, and uh, Miriam, his sister, was there, Jochebed's mother, looking out for everything sent the sister to watch after her, make sure everything was okay. And so the nurse, you know, the gypsies got him, and the, as soon as they did, they admired the little baby, and, and Miriam said, don't you need a nurse? And they said, we do. And so ended up Moses' own mother was able to nurse him. Isn't that amazing? So, but, but she got to the point where she had to get him up. You know, you're going to learn, and I'm going to learn. Well, mothers are not but especially mother, because you love your children so much, there comes a time when you just got to give them to God, okay? You got to give them to God because God is the one that loves them even more than you do. And so so what we learn is what we try to hold on to, listen to me, you're going to lose it. If what you want in this world, in your life or whatever, you're trying to hold on, to. you're going to lose it. But when you give it to God, you want freedom then, you're going to possess it. You'll never lose it when you give it to God. That's what we need to do. We need to give our life to God. And we need to bow down before Him and thank Him for His blessing. I'm going to tell you, there's power in that. And so Jochebed had him, she hit him. And I'm going to tell you, in that nursing time, she held him. She held him. She held him so tightly and she put the Word of God in him that when it come, I just want to read this. I think I can find it in Hebrews chapter 11, the Hall of Fame. Here's what it says about Moses. And this is his mama. This is how your children rise up and cause your mama blessing. In verse 24 of Hebrews 11, by faith Moses, listen to this. When he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Isn't that amazing? Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Oh my goodness. When did he get that? How did he get that there? He got there from a mama that put the Word of God in him, exposed him to it, so that it didn't matter about the thing of the life. What matters was God, that God was great. The palaces were one thing, but God was greater. That's what Moses said. See, that's the power of a woman. That's the power of a mother. And I want you to continue, mothers, in this way as this greatness that God has given you, this greatest calling, this greatest vocation that God has given you. And it is. It's that way. You know, it's amazing how mothers influence us. Uh, I was reading Charles Spurgeon the other day and he was saying that he remembered hearing his mother pray. And his mother prayed something like talking about him as her son. Oh God, and I'm, not, I'm just paraphrasing this, but I think this is the gist of what he said. He said, oh God, he heard his mother say. says, I pray that my son stays in your word, follows your word, But oh God, there's no excuse if he doesn't. And oh God, if he turns from you, and he rebels from you, and he fathers another way, Heavenly Father, I too will stand a witness against him. Charles Spurgeon said that pierced his heart. He never forgot that something he could do would cause his mama to stand a witness against him. That's the strength of a mother. That's the power of a mother. You know, that's the greatest power you have, ladies, mothers. Did you know what? Exposing your children to Scripture. You might think it's just water running over the bridge. I don't know, but but I'm going to tell you, it's powerful. It will come forth. It will come back. God doesn't say, just using words, that cast your bread upon the waters after many days it will turn. He doesn't say that when we that that his word will not come back void just to say it. He means it. And he uses a mother to do it. I would say that a woman, a mother, is the most important human being on this earth. You hear what I'm saying? I said it. I believe it with all my heart because that is the power she had. I know in the home. See, the home. You know, what do we say? The home is where the heart is. We've seen that lately. But you know what? We also know if mama's not happy, nobody is. You know why? Because that is the power and the influence that she has. So we see the privilege. We see the power. And I want you to see with me, thirdly and lastly, the performance. And I don't mean for the show. I don't mean for being the soccer mom or the super mom or the multitasking mom. No, I'm talking about a mother and that meek and quiet spirit. I'm talking about a woman sold on God's Word that fears God and is willing and has courage to teach her children that God is right and everything else is wrong. No matter what happens anywhere else. And to do it in love, but to do it with loving discipline is needful. You know, this performance. You know the angels, listen to me now, the angels can't relate to being a mother. I mean, the mother is way above the angels. Why? Well, because a mother, again, is involved in the creation of bringing a soul in a little body. God gives life. That's true. But that mother is the one, along with God, brings that life into being. And you know, it's not, ladies, I want to encourage you. It's not what you do. It's not necessarily what you know. It's who you raise. What kind of children are you bringing? What kind of children are you bringing up? Because you know what? God has given you. And you need to thank God for it. And you need to see them as a gift. And you need to see motherhood. Not as some, you know, I got to do it. You, you know, you, you see, mother, motherhood is not a hobby, by the way. It's not a hobby. Uh, it's not something you say, well, I don't know if I have time. Did you know what? That's what God gave you time for. And, and don't you think that we've learned in this sheltered in place what the importance of time, what we really need to do, who are important in our life? If we haven't, then we've missed what God is trying to teach us, I believe. So, so what we see in this is the understanding this is a precious vocation and the performance is built on God. And you know that as mothers because you know your own weakness. You know that many times, you many, I think about this as father, but even much more so as a mama because I believe women are so much more sensitive to things that they ought to be than, than us crazy men are. But, but I, I think about the mothers that might say, well, you know, I, I'm trying to do right and teach right, but I've failed in so many ways. You probably try to do things right and you feel like you're doing them wrong. You hang in there. And you know that God is with you, okay? Because God is working with you because you're sharing a miracle of life that God has given you. And that, that's your calling. That is your purpose above all others. And what a blessing that ought to be. I pray that it would be taken to you. You would see it as a privilege, a gift. And it's a way that you give to God, that you surrender to Him. And it's what you bring to His altar. So, what a blessing. What a joy. What a grace to uh, think about this. You know, I thought too of Eve. You know, the Bible says, Eve is the mother of all living. And, and if you want to think about a, a beautiful woman, I'm, I'm sure Eve, but would be that. Uh, when I think about Adam and how God created it all and, and how God saw that there was something missing and He gave him a woman, you remember? And He brought her from His side, not His head or behind Him or in front of Him, but right by His side. For Him to love and nurture, protect, Uh, and for him to be completed. That's what Eve did. But you know, Eve, in her innocency, here comes Satan. And you know the story in Genesis of the fall and how that Satan, subtle as he was, Eve was no match for him. And and so he went to the Word of God, you know, and he tried to convince her and did that, that God was not right. And she fell for that. And it was a horrific fall. And and yet, Eve, uh, after they were taken from the um, garden, you remember God left her with childbirth pain for the women. Uh, But he said, even through Eve, and even through that happened, there there was hope, there was a Savior. The seed of a woman would bruise, God said, the head of the serpent. That's what happened on Calvary, the seed of the woman, uh, of a mother. And so Eve, Eve, you remember, had, had Cain and Abel, and that didn't work out too good. You know, Eve, I remember, I, I would think, remember what God said, you know, the, the seed of the woman, and maybe she thought Cain would be that one, or Abel, and, and that didn't work out. You remember, Cain killed Abel, and, and then, but Eve wouldn't give up. And so ladies, I don't want you to give up your mamas because she still believed what God said about the seed of the woman and she gave birth to Seth. And out of Seth arranged came all the lineage of Christ. And so then the Savior came from that, from the tribe of Judah. What a blessing. Well, I don't know. I probably haven't touched the surface. But I want to say this. God says, a woman that fears the Lord she shall be praised. That's all I want to do. And I'm praising God when I'm doing this. No matter what we do. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. So mothers, we praise you today. And really, there's a lesson for all of us. Well, you know what that is? We need to fear God. We need to reverently respect God in everything we do and say. And, And you know what? Ecclesiastes chapter 12. I think it's the last chapter, almost the last verse, he says, here's the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments. He says, that's the whole duty of man. That's the whole duty of mamas. That's the whole duty of daddies. That's the whole duty of everybody in between. May the Lord bless us and keep us. But especially today, we praise you mothers. We praise motherhood. May God bless you. He has much for you to do. And you don't know that little baby you're holding right now or have held. You know what? God may be sent him or her into this world for such a time as this. Through a mother. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Would you you bow with me? Dear most precious Heavenly Father. Again, we thank you for your precious word. How would we know anything about you, Lord, of merit except from your word? Teach us, O God, to grow in grace and faith the knowledge of your word and ways. Thank you so much for our mothers and for motherhood. We praise them today. We thank you for designing it so. And we pray that you'd fill mothers and women with your spirit and that you would give them, Lord, the strength and the courage and the resilience to, Lord, keep on, to never give up, and to know they have a most vital and precious calling from you